0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 7, issue 317. It's all about the Worms series. You had it coming. Play along with the show, the next five issues will be the Stanley Parable, Resident Evil, Code Veronica, continuing our Resi series. Then we celebrate the 40th anniversary of Space Invaders. After that, we go back to the original Pikmin on the Gamecube. And then a much requested show... Looking at Hideo Kojima's Zone of the Enders with a show on the sequel to that to follow later as well. CanaRince.com gets you access to all the stuff, all the social spaces, all linked there, all our merchandise and everything else and the schedule to the podcast. You can, of course, get the show a week earlier than non-subscribers for the mere trifling amount of just 70 odd pence a month. That's a US dollar as it is on Patreon.com slash and And... You will also get an exclusive monthly minicast on top. If you don't want to get involved with the Patreon, there's a PayPal link on the homepage canorince.com and you can even help us out just by doing shopping on amazon.co.uk as long as you go via the banner advert on our webpage and we get a little commission. We have another podcast that comes out every Wednesday. It's called Sound of Play. Enjoy that if you like video games music. Subscribe, review, rate both shows on whatever platforms you can and follow us on social media. You know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that kind of thing. Now joining me, Leon Cox, in issue 317 are Darren Gargett. What up to my homeboy, Boggy B. Hello. Okay. Carl Moon. Hey, guys. And Tony Atkins. (coughs) Nice. I, I'm assuming that was a worm impression that was, that yeah, was yeah, just yeah you just, <laughs> just pleasuring just yourself just freaking <laughs> yeah. OK, uh, so this is going to be one of those series shows. It's going to be a bit of another whistle-stop tour throughout the uh, history of Worms. We n- haven't necessarily played every game in the series, even between us. And in fact, I'm almost certain there are going to be some games in the series that none of us has played. We're not concentrating on the side stories or even so much the 3D games. Pinball. although we, Yep, Worms Pinball. We can we can talk a little <laughs> about that, Tony, if it, if it excites you. Uh, so... The story of Worms goes all the way back to the mid 90s and designer Andy Davidson. But uh, before we get there, I think we ought to talk a little about uh, the games that came before Worms in terms of the genre. Artillery games, as they're known. There was a game going as far back as the Tektronix 4051 basic language desktop computer of the mid-1970s. There was a demo program on there called Artillery, uh, which uh, was fundamentally trading shots across a map and uh, probably dealing with... Wind or or possibly just trajectories. I'm not entirely sure uh, it was c- uh, converted or a game just like it was made for the Apple 2. Uh, so that actually that version actually had some graphics. Uh, that's probably the earliest example of a recognizable precursor to worms. And that was as far back as 1980. Between the original Artillery and Worms in 1995, we had games like Artillery Duel, which came to the Atari 2600, the ColecoVision, the VIC-20 and the C64 in 1983, and Tank Wars on the IBM PC in 1990. Now, my first uh, play of a Artillery game, as I recall, was Tanks on the Amiga. 1991, this was a free uh, public domain type game. It was given away on the very popular at the time Amiga format magazine. So a lot of people got hold of it and it was a game that I regularly used to play with friends. So we'd have a, you know, a long evening session of playing uh, Kickoff or uh, Kickoff 2 or uh, PGA Tour Golf and then we'd round off with a little relaxing game of Tanks. So uh, yeah, any other any other players here remember Tanks? Oh
1: yes, very much so. Uh, likewise I had the disc off the front cover of the magazine and put many hours into it, um, mm. not played anything like it, so it was always kind no. of original and it was it was a nice break from the other games, like obviously uh, Kickoff 2 being one of the major ones or Skid Marks, etc the kind of games mm. that I'd play that were very sort of action oriented this was a, a change of pace from that almost and I really, I, I did really enjoy it.
0: Yeah and uh, it was definitely, this was my reference point when Worms originally came out uh, the next game that we must mention was actually mentioned on the recent uh, Rampage podcast by Darren, I think. This was Gorillaz, um, which is a game that has turned up on, uh, I think it was originally on MS-DOS, um, but did get ported around the place. Um, I think Dan Clark mentioned it as it was a sort of a game that you might get to type in from a magazine listing, that kind of thing.
2: Darren, was it? Am I right in thinking you remember Gorillas? I remember Gorillas. Yeah, um, I wasn't on the Rampage yeah. show, but I remember talking about it in no. the chat and uh, the Slack yeah. channel, I should say. My friend's um, computer was downstairs. It was obviously his parents, and every now and again we were allowed to go on the special computer that's downstairs in the corner next to the piano. Yeah, he loaded up a game called Gorillas. And for for years and years, I've just been thinking about it. it I've, there's there's certain games in my mind that just stick out as various flashpoints of games that I remember. And Gorillas is one of them. I, you know, it was very very basic. I mean, it's probably yeah. been coded in basic. Ooh, it's a joke. And um, you know, um, and you know, you just type in your angle and your power, and then you blow up each other standing on a skyscraper. I I, I recall it's very simple, yeah. but uh, you know, the comedy of gorillas throwing bananas at each other was you know amazing for a, what a 10 year old maybe I think I came to it about 93 hmm.
0: right uh, and the dna of worms was clearly in there as well oh
2: right? yeah absolutely when i came to worms a later date obviously um yeah i uh, that's when i started thinking about Gorillas, thinking this game seems you know very familiar and uh, it was only till pretty much up until we were talking about worms in the slack channel again that gorillas came back into my memory and i was like oh yeah well that's yeah. that's definitely the game i played when i was a, a wee ben
0: So two more games that probably more directly uh, influenced Worms but came from the same lineage were Scorched Earth on the PC, uh, which added a lot of the features that would become mainstays of Worms, and Scorched Tanks, which was effectively a, a... an unofficial clone of a, of a game that was already, I think, unofficial. So uh, I do also remember receiving Scorch Tanks on a cover disc, but I at this point I still preferred my original, simpler Tanks, uh, just because Scorch Tanks seemed to have rather too much going on. Little did I know what would be layered upon layer over <laughs> over the next twenty years onto Worms. But we'll come on to that. Um, we're not going to mention every single publisher, but suffice to say that as well as Team Seventeen uh, licensing the game, um, it's been there have been uh, editions of Worms, published across uh, yeah insane amounts of formats. <clears throat> I, I counted up over 50 uh, SKUs, uh, including various add-ons, spin-offs and compilations and publishers involved have included Ocean right from the start, but also Codemasters, Microprose, Infograms, Hasbro, Microsoft, Mastertronic, Sega, THQ, Ubisoft, Acclaim, Feral, Hexacto, Maximum and WizGate have all been Worms publishers at some point yeah Uh, as I say pinball blast which was a a kind of puzzle bobble esque puzzle game crazy golf and the sadly cancelled carting inevitable (laughs) carting spin-off in 2003 (laughs) Worms battle rally uh, which never happened Um, but by December 2015 according to team 17 a total of 70 million copies of, of the games in the franchise have been sold and downloaded <clears throat> again who knows how many copies of the amiga and pc games there would have been on Pyro and, and actually that just sounds other insane to me as even
3: well. as a, f- a fan of the series 70 million copies
0: just sounds well too far there's blind. been a lot of well, I know there's about been a lot. 70 million different I know. <laughs> versions of the game Yes, they each sold one copy. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're also uh, indebted to... Well, I am. Um, I did some research on the internet, but also uh, back in issue 159 of Retro Gamer magazine, Nick Thorpe spoke to uh, Kevin Carfew, creative director at Team 17, and uh, Grant Tao, lead games designer at Team 17. Hopefully we'll be hearing from them. The story of Worms really is uh, that Andy Davidson, obviously, I think was enjoying the game games like Scorched Earth or Scorched Tanks and uh, coded his own in uh, Blitz Basic, which um, was a uh, how, how best to put it, Carl, you might be able to help me with this. It was a sort of um, freely or easily available and accessible, but slightly souped up version of BASIC that you could code your own games in.
1: Yeah, it was... um Nowhere near as complex as something like Visual Basic, which is probably what most people right. recognize, uh, which was okay. kind of the iteration on from this. So it was it was mm. a very, very simplistic uh, way to create games, but it's it's the kind of thing I did toy with and didn't yeah. expect to see something like Worms come from it because my little mind couldn't comprehend that at the time. So it was like looking back on it, it's actually quite impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um so it was actually uh, entered by Andy Davison as a, a a competition entrant for an again an Amiga format magazine uh, games design competition and it didn't get anywhere it didn't didn't rank didn't didn't make the prizes. At this point it was called Total Wormage and with the title and the logo referencing William's Smash TV follow-up Total Carnage, which we mentioned in our Robotron 2084 podcast. But then he took it around and took it to the European Computer Trade Show ECTS 1994 and Team 17 uh, looked at it along with Ocean. I think I'm not sure exactly how the relationship worked at this point. Um, I think maybe they were already working together and they signed it up, snapped it up, and uh, really, for the next 23 years, uh, Worms has been Team 17's lifeblood, because up to that point, they were making games for the Amiga, like Project X and Assassin and uh, Alien Breed and all this stuff, and that was kind of their stock in trade, but pretty much since they signed Worms up, <laughs> they've been the Worms <laughs> the Worms people. Uh, so yeah, uh, remarkable moments. So yeah, the game came out, the official boxed game. Um Worms came out originally for the Amiga, of course, but it was uh, co- converted, as you'd expect, to the CD32 and they added on some uh, some CG and things like that, uh, which I think Darren's been checking out. Some. Funny, yeah. uh, but it also got ported to machines such as the Game Boy. Um, where it was quite well received, despite you you think, you know, would it work on, on that system? But apparently it did. Uh, there was a Super Nintendo version, a less well received Mega Drive version, uh, also came to the Jaguar and of course the Mac and around the time of launch for the PlayStation, it arrived on PS1, which is I think probably one of the most big, one of the largest selling versions at that point, even though it wasn't exactly pushing the power. And that was exactly the sort of game that Sony were kind of resisting in a way, but I think it was really good for them that it was was there. It was a familiar um, multiplayer game that people enjoyed. And, of course, there was a Saturn version. I remember reviews at the time compared the game quite often to Lemmings. Um, I assume mainly due to its uh, its little characters, uh, small but well-animated, very small but well-animated sprite graphics, squeaky speech. But actually the game bears no real gameplay resemblance to Lemmings whatsoever. Um, other than occasionally the characters explode. Um, can, but it's more about presentation. you can it's more about presentation.
2: through the terrain. That's probably it. You know, that's, some of the that's true. Yeah. Time and place yeah, as fair well, point.
0: Wasn't
3: it? Very similar together. You
0: can dig. Yes. I mean, it was five years. Lemmings had already been around for five mm. year, years at this point. But rather like Worms, um, there had been a ton of sequels already. So they were still in, in people's minds. So let's go back. Let's cast our minds back. Do you remember when and where you were did anyone you know rush out and buy the original game of worms or did you play a friends or or you know who goes back the furthest with it let's start with tony as you're the oldest of the other three <laughs>
3: um so i owned it on the amiga um so i guess that is right back at the start uh as and yeah. when yeah who knows um who knows i i mean i i grew up with the amiga i i wasn't one of the lucky kids that well i say that now i mean i, I I love my Amiga, to, my Amiga 500 in particular to bits, um, but I didn't have Nezzes and I didn't have, uh, you know, Master Systems, etc. I had an Amiga um, because it was passed down. Yeah, we rocked. Yeah, no, because it was passed down from my my older brother. He had one for work based um, reasons, I, f- I'm, I sh- assume, and then um, I, I got it as a kind of the, the hand me down, and I used it as a, my uh, primary game console. So yeah, why all the other? I, as I thought at the time, cool kids had all these other, you know, more. I'm not even going to say they were more advanced machines; they were just different. Um, I love my Amiga, and I and I think that's where the the kind of the um, link with Lemmings come in, because you know, Lemmings was a massive hit on the Amiga, uh, well on the Amstrad as well, which I had at the same time. Um, yeah, and I kind of I do kind of place those two games together, primarily because if you kind of look them side by side, the action is entirely different, the gameplay is entirely different, but yeah, they they have kind of similarities in, in layout design uh, of the lands, etc so yes i I owned a copy on my Amiga 500 and I think that's probably still the place I played it the most because that's you know mm. at the time you know it was to me it was a fairly advanced game, and the fact it was just uh a, a two what, we say two d size scroll isn't it, I guess um even though it's you know there's not a huge amount of movement going on the screen, but you know it's it's where I spent the most time with that game, in particular the the, the original one um and got a god. Probably hundreds of hours worth of play uh, on, really? on that version. Yeah, yeah, it was one of my primary. Against yeah, one of my primary games. Um, yeah, for, for absolutely. You know, I'd sit there and play it with my brothers for sure. But um, you know, I I also deeply love just puzzling through it myself. Um, you know, to me, uh, certainly at the time, um, and it still stands now. I, I mentioned it to a, a friend of mine who no longer plays games at all, and um, I said, "Oh, I'm I'm recording a show on Worms tonight." And the the first thing he said to me is. I remember when it had um, uh, the weathermen in it and it was just like the, the weirdest, <laughs> yeah, just uh, so British at the time. It, I mean, it had Ian McCaskill, one of our weathermen, and Michael Fish. Yeah. And to me, it was just quintessentially yeah. a British made game. Um, it was
0: like the made-up teams in Sensible Soccer, wasn't yeah. it, where it would have all these kind of, yeah, sort of slightly bizarre, uh, semi-surreal, uh, renamed worms. And you could name your own worms, of course. Of course. Yeah, and uh, that, that would come later. One of, and one of know, the, yeah. they, they've
3: they done a lot more design over the years. But, yeah, it's it's one of those ones that's just stuck me forever because it really did influence some of my you know, my gaming love of my childhood properly at that time. And I think... Part of that is the love of me playing on a system that, you know, although universally loved, uh, certainly in the UK, yeah, you know, wasn't you know, eh, wasn't wasn't as big a, a, abroad. So you know, I fundamentally, I always feel like Worms to me started as an Amiga game, and that's kind of where my love of it really still belongs. Yeah. Uh, well I it
0: absolutely did. Absolutely it, played It a literally lot of did start as an Amiga game. Yes. And the Amiga was yeah. Uh, I mean I think many of our listeners who are based around the world sort of are aware that um whereas particularly in America the the, the NES was massive, um Amiga was, you know, huge here. Mm. Uh it it Took over from the Spectrum and Commodore 64 and Amstrad as the kind of the number one gaming system among uh, young kids and and young adults, and um, yeah, it was absolutely it was in until at least until the Mega Drive and Super Nintendo came along. It was very much the the machine to aspire to. And certainly because
3: upgrading from an Amstrad to an Amiga, it felt like this quite a, a leap. In technology at the time. Oh yeah, episode. well it really was. Mm. Yeah,
0: eight to sixteen bit was massive. You know, uh, and probably it was probably more pronounced on the computers than it was on the consoles. Even um, so, yeah, uh, exciting times. Uh, Carl, did you uh, did you have the Amiga version? I'm assuming you did, but maybe you didn't.
1: <laughs> you would think that I would, but um, I I didn't. Uh, that that's or at least that's not the first version that I played. I did play the Amiga mm. release, of course I did. Um, I was very much aware of worms coming out. It was all over the magazines. The story of mm. uh, someone making this game on their Amiga in their bedroom and what was possible on the system and stuff. It was it was like gold to sell them, like to try and sell the Amiga as a system, I guess. Um, but I got a PlayStation for Christmas um, with the the standard set of games and worms had just been on my mind the whole time it wasn't like the other games i had like tekken and ridge racer and wipeout etc and i thought well i'm kind of crying out for this game so it was uh got my birthday money together went into middlesbrough and picked up a copy of worms um and that it would just absolutely fell in love with it immediately um it stayed in my system for a long time had friends over we'd play it to, like together against the brutally difficult at times ai uh we play against each other um and just had a laugh, uh, and obviously it was sold on the premise of these, uh, the incredible variety of the worlds that you would play in, and the art style was absolutely to my fancy because it was kind of it had that traditional Amiga look that I loved. Um, yeah, and I, and I ended up playing the uh, the Amiga version uh, sort of after the PlayStation version, but then obviously the Amiga versions and the, the the shortly followed uh, quote unquote sequels. Um, or expansions, add-ons, etc., uh, was was mm. where I went with the Amiga. But for the original Worms, PlayStation, it's it's
3: funny you say yeah. that. Actually, I mean, just looking into Worms over you know over the last few weeks and just kind of refreshing your, your mind of it. Apparently, the PlayStation version was really, really popular. Like sold incredibly yeah. well. Yeah. And like you said earlier, Leon, like I don't necessarily just look at the PlayStation and think of that system as uh you know the system to to run that type of game it seems that you're almost at odds of what sony were really trying to do with that system
0: they were absolutely yeah, ab- yeah, yeah. trying to downplay games with 2d graphics so yeah um, but
3: yeah no apparently that yeah it was an incredibly popular um version of of the game and uh, really helped um, prolong you know the the worms as a or push worms as a brand yeah. into the, the forefront of many other people that obviously you know the home computers at that time were you know a very different breed than what people were doing on playstation
0: and it was a very straight port. There mm. was no, there were no bells and whistles. It was pretty much the uh, the Amiga version, or you know, possibly the PC version. Not that there was much, much in that. Uh, obviously, it did have the issues as well, the same as the other console versions. That of course, it was this game was very much originally designed around mouse play, mm. and mouse and keyboard, uh, and of course, it was transferred over to D pad and buttons here. But um, yeah, people got people got their heads around it, and now that's how you play it. Each
3: version as well. Just looking into it, like each version that was released thereafter of the original um, game had. You know its own you know set of uh, you know pluses and, and minuses for each platform. So you know there was oh, yeah. certain uh, yeah. you know less characters on the screen for one platform or a certain color differences and certain art styles slight differences so it, they really tailored it to each one of those consoles that it came to I mean, it wasn't just a you know copy and paste over they they had to do some work or take some stuff out or even you know remove some weapons from some versions because they didn't necessarily run with that system it's yeah so
0: but now we're back to yeah all versions being yeah uh, of course of yeah. the, you know, like of the latest games being almost uh, identical. Darren, uh, you, again, you were—I can't remember what what sort of systems and platforms you would have had access to around '95. And did you play Worms as, when it was new?
2: Uh, yeah, but again, I didn't play it around my house. It was always around someone else's mm. house. It's kind of my relationship with the series going forward from here. It's yeah. always someone else had it, and I managed to play it. You know, as the, the whipping boy on their system. Basically, <laughs> um, I remember seeing Worms one on PS1 yeah. and thinking. This looks absolutely up my street based on the FMV, uh, which I revisited uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's the 1st of May at the yeah. time of recording. And yeah, so I, I, I just don't remember it being that cartoony. It's got the skiddy noises, it's got the acme kind mm-hmm. of, you know, mm-hmm. whistle noises of dropping from a high cliff and all that kind of, you know. Yeah.
0: Classic sound library stuff. Oh,
2: definitely. And the, the worms look like half-deflated balloons, and they're a bit limp and a bit like... Uh, they look really weird compared to... Slightly condom Yeah, definitely. You know, like, yeah, well, yeah, let's not go any further than that. Yeah, but um, I remember the the art style change being quite a controversial one for me, because I always liked the original style of Wormage. But then you look, you look back and you think, you can absolutely see why they made them kind of how they are now, because the, the original Worms... Yeah, they plumped
0: them out. We'll get on to yeah, that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my history with the series is started with Worms 1 on a friend's a PS1, and then Worms 2 on a PC, Worms up again in an N64, and then had a big break until the 360 live version, and then I didn't really play that, because that's how live games worked back then. You bought them and went, oh, yeah. And then, you know, kind of just dabbled with the series from that point onwards and kind of never really found my groove until WND. Um I'm, uh, I don't know if I should throw this in now but when I had my brief dabbling publishing that sold out I did manage to um, name a
0: compilation
2: of Worms called Worms Global Worming yeah. that was me I did that if you see it on the shelf job yeah and I nice I, pun I, yeah it was um, it was great
0: which games uh, does that compile
2: um, oh god Clan Wars Revolution mm. and another one three of them I can't remember to be honest okay but, you know, that's kind of my, my, my high point of my brief time with publishing was doing that and I've I haven't actually got a copy of it, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, I might I might get it one day and you know put it on my yeah. my wall.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't ever play Amiga Worms. So that's really? weird in itself. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so I remember the, the previews and I remember the reviews. But the thing is, although despite them not giving it a prize in their games creation competition, Amiga format gave it a really strong review. But Certain other formats, mainly Amiga Power, which was my kind of computer gaming Bible at that point, um, w- were not so keen. Now, I wasn't aware because the details hadn't yet emerged that Amiga Power were in the middle of a massive, uh, slightly petty feud with Team 17. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no where okay. Team 17 were not uh, no longer sending Amiga Power games and Amiga Power were... Uh, the other magazines in the office at Future were under strict instruction not to even share their copies of Team 17 games with Amiga Power reviewers. So Amiga Power had to go out and buy their Team 17 games, and I think then that was reflected. There was a, a rather petty backlash to everything Team 17 released was uh, was marked down quite heavily. Um, yeah, they they were they had genuine criticisms about the original game, saying that it was you know you could play scorched uh, tanks for a quid, so why would you play why would you pay thirty quid for a boxed copy of Worms kind of thing. But the point being that this review did go some way to put me off. So I didn't play the original vanilla version of Worms until, funnily enough, a friend of mine got a PlayStation copy. So featuring these uh, these two recurring themes of the PlayStation version and a friend. Um, uh, and I, I played some games around his, and I thought it was, yeah, it was cute and fun. And I remember thinking, hey, this is like, you know, as I expected, this is like that Tanks game I used to play on the Amiga. But despite that, I don't think I then played another Worms game for about another decade. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm certainly not the, the most hardcore series following fan, but we'll get on to perhaps some of the versions that we did and didn't play and why we didn't, we didn't play them as we go along. Fortunately... We have got some correspondence from some other people who did play the original Worms, including Hunter 30 over at com slash forum, who says the original Worms on the PlayStation holds very fond memories for me. Christmas 1996 was perhaps the greatest ever. It certainly included the greatest present ever. Unwrapping that large box to find that I had become the proud owner of a PlayStation, the first ever console that I could call mine was a magic moment. I was given two games to go along with it, worms and Olympic soccer. The one fly in the ointment was that it didn't, I didn't have my own TV and I was very much at the bottom of the pecking order when it came to trying to compete for precious time on the main house TV. My dad came to the rescue, sort of, by giving me his old black and white telly. Quite apart from having a screen that can't have been much bigger than about 12 inches, the lack of colour presented its own unique difficulties. Had you compiled a list from the PlayStation's then limited library of the games most unsuitable for playing in black and white, it's likely that this would have included, yes, worms and Olympic soccer. Despite it not always being obvious which team's worms I was aiming at, I spent hours and hours playing this game. Part of the appeal was the charm and humour from the Rambo-esque worm in the starting cutscene who topples over after overloading with weapons to the panicked, whoa, sound a worm would make when trying to get its balance after dropping from a height. I also loved the tunnelling aspect. On occasion, I'd select four human-controlled teams and then just spend the time building underground dens using the blowtorch and pneumatic drill and with a well-placed grenade to carve out a circular chamber. Of course, sometimes the grenades weren't so well-placed and those brave minor worms lost to the cause will never be forgotten. Like many games of this ilk, the worm's experience was elevated by several notches when played with other people. It's those memories that are my fondest. This became a feature at family get-togethers of the time and was a particular favourite of my nan. Less so my dad and uncle, who would sit there moaning loudly as she spent minutes aiming a ninja rope at a tiny particle of ledge and after finally latching on, invariably managed to dislodge herself mid-swing before having to start the whole process over. Meanwhile, I'd be rolling around on the floor in hysterics. To combat this, they began turning the timer on and it was my nan's turn to do the moaning. Happy times, courtesy of a great game, an example of what the medium can do at its best.
3: I love that. That's a super email because it 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 does it brings back memories flooding back to me with with um, similar stories of me and my brothers playing stuff and you know literally giving each other dead arms for you know taking too yeah. long uh, over something or you know landing a ridiculous grenade throw. And we'll talk more about the physics and et cetera Going in forward, but yeah, just that that email alone is is kind of brought a massive smile to my face purely out of uh, remembering those times of. Uh, absolutely saying how long do you want to move your worm or you know just running out of time at yeah. the very last moment and you know putting uh, off a ridiculous yeah. move um with one second to go or you know blowing themselves like so, uh, yeah it's uh, yeah very good email
2: it's good to know that even back in the you know in the 90s worms had the mass appeal for a wider audience you know like a nan playing worms is mm. superb uh, recently, with WMD, we had some my brother's girlfriend. Uh, she, she never played a video game other than the, the Wii stuff, you know, the, the usual Wii sports and all that. And we managed yeah. to convince her to play Worms because, you know, it is a it's a nice two D game. You know, mostly a two D game. There are three D entries in the series, but you know, it's it's fun to look at. It's cartoony. It's you know, it's jovial. It's it, and it, it looks simple to play, so you can easily reel some people in as a as a cannon fodder, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, one, one thing uh, that our uh, correspondent there, Hunter30, mentioned was something which came up, uh, Darren and I have managed to get a couple of uh, sessions in on both the WMD, uh, the most recent uh, full-blown incarnation, and also Battlegrounds, and we'll talk about the pros and cons of those versions as we come to them, but... Um, it was the, the mention of the word particle there because I think the going back to my very first experiences of that PlayStation copy of Worms, one of the sort of key features in a way you could argue it's a flaw, but without it, it wouldn't be the same. Is the hitting one pixel uh, <laughs> yeah. with with a grenade and something exploding when you think you've got a clear shot and actually you've hit literally one one pixel? Um, yeah, going all the way back, you could you could plan something out perfectly, or you think, and then yeah, e- either your worm gets snagged on a single pixel or your grenade does, and that's when chaos. Rings. No, I'm
3: just saying if you fire a rocket launcher and it's a brick in the air. You're still going to blow up the rocket.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Alex79UK also has some memories. Worms was the first game I ever played on my brand new PlayStation back in 96, 97. I've managed to convince my girlfriend at the time's mum to order me one from the Littlewoods catalogue under the condition I paid her back monthly. I was so excited about my PlayStation with Worms and Tekken 2 arriving that I was incredibly disappointed when they sent only the games with a note saying the console would follow shortly. That was the longest three days of my life. But in the meantime, I pored over the instruction manuals, the screenshots on the back, and even popped the disc into my stereo and listened to the excellent Worms soundtrack. When the console finally arrived, the first game I put in was Worms. And I would choice to show off my new 32-bit powerhouse, sure, but my girlfriend was keener to play with uh, that with me than Tekken. What followed was hours and hours of hilarity, blowing up each other's worms, trying out the different weapons and giggling at the silly sound bites each worm would utter between moves. It became a firm favourite in my house and over the years I bought pretty much every major release. Worms Armageddon is still probably the best of the bunch with absolutely loads of crazy new weapons to test. Every release seemed bigger and more expansive than the last. The series lost me for a while when it went 3D but soon won me back over when it returned to its traditional side on roots. Even today, my eldest son and I enjoy blowing the hell out of each other on the PS4 version, after having spent an age creating our own custom teams, of course. I must have easily bought over 10 games from the series over the last 20 plus years on PlayStation, PC, 360, even mobile. In fact, and I've only just remembered this, a friend and I at college would often play it in the pub on his laptop when we were supposed to be in class. Yes, lots of really fun memories of this series. It really is a game that has spanned the ages, and more recently a generation gap. I've got a lot of time for worms. Such a simple idea, but done to perfection. So yeah, as we say, this game came out. It was a full price boxed game, uh, if you didn't pirate it, uh, where it's genre, existing genre competitors, the likes of tanks and scorched earth and scorched tanks were basically free, all but free. They were like a quid maximum. You'd send off for them PD or shareware. So what was it that made this game a success when that was the case? Well, Let's think about the core tenets, the fundamentals of worms that exist throughout every single version. Uh, Chime in if you've got anything to say. So team based is kind of a key thing. Although I remember reading somewhere that actually the uh, I think one of the ways Team 17 kind of marketed it early on was to to sort of describe it almost as a massively multiplayer game in the sense that you could have like four teams of four, but every one, every worm could be controlled by a single human. So you could play 16 (laughs) player or 32 player or whatever it was. Uh, Yeah, it's not not something I've seen done, but nothing to stop you. Um, But yes, normally by default, I think now when you start a game, you'll have four worms, but you can certainly on WMD uh, and I think Battlegrounds as well, you can up it to eight uh for a longer game it's turn-based now this is absolutely key so the one or two developers have experimented with games in a similar genre that aren't turn-based but here i think it's absolutely one of the key parts of the fun and the fact that it's a great pass the pad couch co-op not co-op couch versus game is that you are forced to sit and watch (laughs) as your opponent does horrific things to your worms. kind of
2: harkens back to what I said a minute ago about it. the wider appeal is that you do have downtime and it's not always on. You know, like if you've taken your turn and it's someone else's turn, you can sit back, have a drink, you know, just chill out for a bit and watch some of the chaos in front of you. And that kind of appeals to people who don't always want to be on the edge of their seat when playing a game you know worms has a yep. very specific pace and you know that definitely suits kind of like a board game in a way if you know what i mean like there's there's a very yep. um brief period of time where you're just chilling out doing not a lot and just laughing at other things happening on screen and that appeals to a certain wider audience
3: yeah i also think um it's a puzzle game as well um, be it turn-based or not, it's it's that you you can sit there and look at the screen and obviously it's forever, you know, the terrain is forever changing. So a rocket goes up, takes a chunk of the terrain out um, and a tactic that you had previously thought, you no, know, you know, my puzzle, my, my play on this puzzle will be here. And mm, then suddenly yeah. the terrain changes and you're like, well, hang on a minute, no, that was going to be my hiding place. And now if I go down there and you're looking kind of like two or three moves ahead. So you're looking at one where your teammates are on the map one where the person you're playing against has moved their teammates on the map and trying to kind of pace yourself or look two or three moves ahead and thinking well okay if i use a grenade here because i need a rocket for that guy there and it yeah, it's it's absolutely yeah turn-based really helps it but to me it was always a a case of even if you're playing against the the pc or the computer itself or Mm. a even better in in multiplayer was that you're always trying to guess what somebody else's next move, and it would always change fundamentally change how you would be playing in the game. Of course, yeah, there's there's some aspects of the game which are kind of broken, um, which lead to hilarity as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely some more stuff about comedy and humor we'll get onto. But to me, it was always the fact that you could break down each move and turn it into your own little puzzle in your head, and you know, and that and that would be forever changing. Mm along with the turn based was the fact that you were time limited on your turns so
1: it was how long did you leave it how uncomfortable did you make it for your opponent moving your worms around and trying to be uh, sort of strategic in that uh, aspect but also the fact that you could kind of throw an absolute curveball to against like your friend if you're playing against a friend and do something that they didn't see coming and you can kind of lead them into the idea that you're going to do something they build around that And then you do something completely different and they're all kind of out of place at that time. So it's that kind of misleading of your opponent. And then, of course, Mm. like I said, with the the, the turn-based timer, the panic of trying to get your move or attack in or, of course, retreat and hide before the time runs out. And there's only, obviously, so much that you can do in a short period of time. So there are times where perhaps you make a completely stupid mistake a worm falls oh, yeah. off the end or you uh throw a grenade and it just <laughs> it doesn't quite get out the gap that you were aiming for and you've got that yeah. moment of like oh no so yeah there was there was all that that was it increased the tension with the turn based time and then the pressure uh with the uh turn based timer so yeah it, it was a, a kind of really great mix of um of like the strategy turn based uh and time based moves
2: there's nothing quite like using a parachute and realizing the wind is going full pelt in the wrong direction, and your your worm just goes sailing off into the sea on the you know either side of the island, and you can't do anything about it. You know, and that's part of the the, the genius of worms is the is kind of the the comedy of failure, which is um, a, a big appeal, a big part of the appeal for me.
0: Yes, uh, obviously there's all the the different uh, customisable setups you can do. So you can make the timer very uh, brutal, or, or or you can have a more relaxed game. Uh, most of the games come with a, a huge amount of uh, yeah customisable options and built in uh, sort of game types, games uh, rule sets, um, and by default, yes, as you, as Darren mentions, there the wind is a huge part of artillery games. Um, and yes, it's still even after all these years, it's still easy to forget about uh, that uh, that particular element, even though. By default, every worms map takes place on a on a, a, play, a, in a bizarre world where winds just yeah, just suddenly and violently changes from a mild breeze in one direction to a, <laughs> a, a Holy in the other. But uh, it's all part of the fun. And and that sort of yeah, brings me on. You you both mentioned it there, the sort of creative thinking and strategic thinking that goes with worms. Um and the weird thing about it is even though it is this very cutesy silly game with lots of kind of weird, slightly yeah, occasionally you could say broken or, or quirky aspects, but actually there is real room for emergent gameplay here and creative thinking and, and coming up with stuff that maybe the, the 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 fundamentals of which have been tried before but the very because of the nature of that always uh the procedurally generated landscapes and um and the fact that they're permanently changed every time anyone does anything pretty much every every game is a little bit different and i think that's got to be a huge part of the you know, the lasting appeal and the fact that people buy version after version after version.
3: You know, when, um, you know, Tetris gets released, right. And there's been many versions of Tetris and some, you may say, well, improve on a, an overall, you know, formula. But exactly. (laughs) Check out that podcast. (laughs) You, you could argue that they just fundamentally hit gold, on the, the first release, and it's just, just because it's perfect game design. And it's hard to say that, right, because no game is perfect, but you know, the game design is just brilliant. And I find that with Worms. So the original release of Worms is just brilliantly executed. Yes, we've obviously added so much to it over the past, more weapons, you know, more terrain, you know, all the different stuff that goes with it, more rule sets. But fundamentally, the idea of Worms is so perfect as a, as a starting point that you can go back and play the Amiga 500 game now and it just feel, oh, yeah, this is Worms. And because they, they just got the game design spot on. And I, and I feel like this is where I kind of go in and out of the, the series because some of the later ones I've played, some of the ones I haven't. But I never really feel like I've missed out because they all they all fundamentally play like Worms, like they don't ever massively i mean 3d massively yeah. change it up but yeah ultimately the game design is is set so yeah and I, and i think that also helps with the with the inclusion of other people coming into it and understanding how to play straight away, such as, you know, the idea of it being almost like Wii Sports of its day, that somebody could just look at it, understand it and get on with it. And, you know, yes, there was always players that were better than others, for sure. You know, the ones that could do, you know, ricochet ricoch- shots of walls and into places you'd never believe were even possible. But there was still that fundamental about, OK, well, I can still throw a grenade over that thing and get the angle right and whatnot. And I just, yeah, it's the, it's just one of those formulas that just set its Right at the start, and just feels feel so brilliant.
0: So I mentioned the randomly uh, or procedurally generated levels. If it was random, they'd probably be unplayable. So they're obviously developed, uh, generated to an algorithm. Um, going, I mean, obviously in the years since, particularly the PC versions, people can uh, you know get in there and do their own thing. But uh, I remember going back to the original Amiga version, you could uh, plug in your own levels. Everyone had, pretty much everyone had a a deluxe paint disc for the Amiga, um, which was, you know, it was quite exciting at the time, back in the late 80s, early 90s, to draw things on your computer screen. Um, And you saw these amazing examples of this art, and then you tried to replicate it. And uh, unless you were, yeah, extremely talented, it came out looking garbage. However, you could uh, make your own comedy, you know, worms levels. Carl, did you ever try this?
1: I did, Um, and the first one I tried was completely uh, absurd. It was unplayable. I thought it was really cool until I got in it and I realised that there's a difference between what looks good and what works Mm -hmm. well.
0: That's my experience of every... Every, Level creator yep. ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was sort of my first rude awakening in how difficult games development could be. Yeah, um, yeah. So I kind of lowered the tone a little bit and made some things that were a little bit more simplistic and they played relatively well. But the counter to that was I felt like the procedurally generated levels was diverse enough that I never really got anything from my own creation. So yeah. if I was playing one of my own creations with friends they were like, "Well, why bother when there's the ones that are in Infinite the game that levels. we don't know what yeah. it's going to look like?" So, um, yeah, yeah, it was kind of the randomness of uh, what was in the game kind of overruled yeah. what I was making.
0: Sure. Uh, one thing that people certainly have made over the years uh, are uh, ninja rope racing courses. Um, you can find videos out there, maze like these maze like courses where this whole kind of uh, sub game has developed out of the ninja rope skills that uh, I didn't see, I didn't realise. So I had this long old gap between playing that PS1 version of Worms and then playing the Xbox, the first Xbox 360 version called Simply Worms in 2007, I think it was. And that was a bit of an eye-opener because in my head, it was this was still a ballistics-based game with tweaks. And then... I started playing these games with uh, with the levels with the ceilings in which uh, weren't in the very very first uh, game Um, and it turns out that ninja rope skills are kind of the the huge gulf between your regular worms punter and your skilled player where they will spend turns just like, yeah, ninjuring around the map. We should say to people who've never played a Worms game, by default your Worms are very slow on the ground, as you'd expect, kind of by, in the same way that the original tanks in in artillery games were slow to manoeuvre because obviously you couldn't give them too much uh, room to escape. Um, Normally you're doing chip damage basically to people, um, unless you drop like a dynamite right on them. They have a health bar effectively, or 100 health points, and you can take up to a, a decent chunk of those off, but... With rope knocking, you can actually knock people straight into the water. Drowning is a huge part of worms, which is insta death, and obviously taking out one of your, you know, 25% of your opponent's team in one go is is massive so this was a whole like oh right okay so there's there's another level here um which yeah in in typical fashion i found by going online in the mid 2000s like oh right okay i'm never going to be able to compete on this level fortunately i can still play with with friends but i have noticed that uh, darren you've got a few you've got a few ninja <laughs> skills.
2: they've dwindled over the years but yeah i i much yeah. enjoy the the ninja rope and the, and the challenge of the ninja rope. It's not as easy as it looks when you see someone flinging through the sky, you know, grabbing on a spider man. It is harder than what you th- what it looks like because uh, you have to kind of time it right. The the ninja rope aims itself, but if you kind of press the button at the wrong time and you miss, you know, you miss fire and it doesn't hit the ceiling, then you're gonna um, you know, you're gonna hit the floor and lose damage and therefore lose your turn. Uh, but yeah, the, the Ninja Rope is an absolute, just, it, it's, it's kind of overpowered, you know, if, if you want to use that phrase, but it's there for the taking and um, it's, it's infinite. The So you've got like five Ninja Ropes to use, but once you've got it out, you've got yep. your minute to do it as many times as you want while, while it's just yeah. ridiculous. But, you know, <laughs> it's like the jetpack in a way that you can kind of feather the jetpack and get more out of it. So... If if you're good mm. enough, then you kind of deserve to mm. have the extra, um, you know, advantage.
3: Yeah, it means someone could have backed you into a you know into a corner where one shot and you'll be dead, and then someone can get a ninja rope out and take themselves entirely across the other end of the map and reposition themselves in you know, a like a fortress.
0: Yeah, fortunately for those of us who are less skilled with a ninja rope, teleports and jetpacks also mm. exist. But uh, but yeah, the ninja rope is is the choice of the the worms. Uh, you know the, the top tier worms worms player and yeah if you go on, <laughs> if you go on YouTube you'll find some uh, yeah some of these wor- uh, rope racing courses and apparently it's all about um, spacebar use on the PC version because um, that's where the that's where it that's where it all happens if you're a ninja rope. Uh, <laughs> there, there's no feeling
2: like missing a ninja rope say when you've got a plan for ninja rope and you're like oh, you, you can't get the height and then you remember you can do a backflip yeah. and then use your ninja rope oh, the, the satisfaction of hearing that noise of it Spidey. hitting the ceiling you're like this is it this is on mm. and then obviously a baseball bat will probably ping a worm into the water
0: yeah, it is it is very much like the, you know, you see the the modern incarnations of Spider-Man on the big screen and you see him doing the crazy stuff with his webs and you think, oh, that looks cool. And um, weirdly, uh, as much as, you know, Neversoft managed it with their Spider-Man game and hopefully uh, Insomniac will in theirs, it's actually Worms that probably, you know, up to that point gave you the best sense of being uh, a Spidey type character in, the, in this, you know, really simplistic comedy little game. Comedy. Uh, Yes, a huge part of the game. And I think it's not only the fact that these are uh, high pitched, uh, you know, helium voiced worms who blow each other up. Um, A lot of the comedy is of your own making and circumstantial and to do with the the emergent. And certainly it for me and my friend Pete, who who I've played this most with uh, in local, it's the side eye and the sarcasm. Like it's it's the the thing that you know the the sarcasm you know lowest form of wit and all that whatever. But when somebody uh, when your friend is is trying to kill you with his worms and he say backflips into the water and and kills himself, it will never not be funny. Uh, saying oh, it's a pity. <laughs> you know. Uh <laughs> oh, unlucky mate. You know that that kind of thing. Um and that's yeah, that's where so Darren and I, as I say, we've been playing online. Obviously, um I think I think it's still even better when you can see each other because you can do the expressions on your face. But yeah. but we were still we were still having a good laugh, uh, you know, sucking each other out. Sledging each other. Um, we had one session where Darren won all the games. One session where I won all the games. Um, he won all the games on the on the better version of Worms, I should say. But uh, yeah, we had some we had some funny moments. You know, like we always do. We were saying we went into playing Worms Battlegrounds the other night. Basically, we wanted to sort of remind ourselves what what worked and didn't work about that version of the game. And we were initially like, "Oh, it doesn't look very nice. Oh, it doesn't feel very nice." But as soon as we started getting into it, we started laughing. You know, we started we started having bants and
2: uh so like wmd yeah. has the traditional do 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 when you ping a, a worm off into the sea with a baseball bat and i love that but yeah. in battlegrounds it didn't and it kind of made it even funnier it was just like a really unceremonious doof splash Deadpan. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the the game's sometimes less is more it, yeah exactly know. yeah, yeah. And the, the you know the surprise of it not being there was kind of funny as well and um but the, the comedy, for me, is a big part in this game. Uh, there's there's so much to be had in terms of visuals, you know, that they're, they're worms, they talk in Scottish accents, all different kinds of accents, whatever you want to dress them up So as. many speech banks, oh, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But then, you go, oh, like you say, you've got the, the actual, the the player-created comedy of oh, messing up and just being the complete tool at the game or, you know, just thinking that you're really good with a ninja rope and accidentally getting your worm caught in between two bits of geometry, watching a worm rattle around really fast and pings off into the distance. Like... There's stuff like that that's so unique to worms
0: and chain reactions, comedy chain reactions, where you just things you don't see happening, where because you've got these uh, often you've got these remote minds or proximity minds dotted around a map. So uh, you know one of those could get pinged by something else into an exploding barrel, and then a blow exploding barrel sets something else on fire, and the fire drips down into the hole that your worms in. And you know it it, it doesn't doesn't sound good just saying it like that, but it's the it's the, the unpredictability. It's how it unr how it, un- how it un- yeah how it un, un- First, Carl and I talked a lot about Halo moments on uh, on our Halo series of podcasts. And actually, Worms moments are, a, <laughs> I would say, yeah. um, They, I don't know which version first incorporated replays. Maybe it was even in the original, but the modern versions kind of pick up on when or they try to, you know, try to establish when they should play a replay. Um, and on WMD, they even patched in the ability on the Switch version to do the video record segment so yeah uh, it's all it's all there for uh, to be relived and as Tony mentioned earlier there are uh, lots of elements of you know classic British type of humour in the same way as you might see in a rare game there's lots of Monty Python references and you know things like the Holy Hand Grenade and all this kind of stuff. Um, Absolutely
3: and yeah. and I to me the comedy is a massive part of, of Worms and, and continues to be so and yeah, that, you know some people will like it some people not but like, you know why does it stand out from many other games which you know have, have tried Similar styles of gameplay, and for me it's because you know worms as a character is is you know it's a bit I guess it's like the modern day rabbits or something like that it's there's a charm to it that is is lovable and you know there's certain phrases that have stuck in my head forever uh, and if yeah. you know, and I'll do some now just because it's fun you know it's like stupid and it's just that in my it's like in the worm kind of tone is, is really funny, but remember like um I'll get you just you wait. Stuff like that. It's just like you know, once you are attacked by somebody else, and like they're they're kind of presenting your own feeling towards the other player, but in a kind of more of a, a lovely and charming way. And just the character design. I mean, how do you make a worm appealing? When you actually say it, oh, it's always about you know a game where you're worm with a rocket launcher, like it. Yeah, sure. But it's just that British style, both comedy design in the way that it's it's animated and drawn. Um, and then you've got the, the speech that goes along with it, which is you know, very much of the time. It feels like you know, something like a rare game would, would be as well, isn't it? It's just that kind of daft humour that has lasted throughout the ages. And I'm sure if I, you know, my, my girls now, if they play a Worms game, they would laugh just as much as I would be you know, laughing now. And actually going back to it this week, still finding those one-liners ridiculously funny. Um, yeah.
0: And there are, as I say, there are there's a there's a page uh, on the Worms Wikia, which is just dedicated to all the speech banks that have ever been done for Worms. And it's long. There's and, you know, there's some there's yeah, there's you know, you've got your wide boys and your wise guys and your aliens and your scousers. Uh, some of it may be a bit reductive, but uh, it's all all in good fun. Uh, the US sports commentators, I think, are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the advertising executives uh, the Yorkshire folks um, yeah there's there's been they've done they've they've done any kind of uh, sort of 2d caricature you can uh, you can think of I think some of them have probably been lost to time such as the the stereotypical Indian immigrant Raj uh, voice bank um, which you know may not may not be so uh, appropriate now yeah. but, but you can still have spacemen you can have uh, you can have uh, pseudo jedis called space monks talking 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 about their light swords and uh, the soul man, which is my current setup on WMD, which is a James Brown. uh, So everything's said with, uh, you know, with gusto kind of thing. So although we've, we've said it's a simple game in some ways um, as the series has gone on and it's gone across multiple formats and they've added a lot of stuff. uh, Definitely part of the game. Now, if you don't play regularly is actually remembering all the controls and what all the weapons do. Uh, There are some sort of subtle extra controls that you, you may forget where they've, squirreled them away like the uh, fuse length on the grenades and uh, changing the direction of airstrikes and all this sort of thing and actually just getting in and out of the menus like there's a crafting system in WMD which is a whole whole new kettle of fish and normally your first couple of games are worms of a session or at least, at least the first game is, is normally complete Carnage because you've forgotten like what's jump and you end up cancelling your turn too early or starting your turn too early when the countdown's on and all this sort of stuff. But in in a way, in this game, it's just like you know unless you're playing it for serious competition. I don't know if there are serious worms competitions. There probably are. it's all it's all just part of the fun you have like you know first game is normally just like a, a warm-up really because <laughs> because of the the chaos uh, that ensues when you especially now we've got these you know pads with however many buttons it is they've got on them um, it was a little easier in the in the amiga or PS1 days but um, yeah I still remember having a few issues getting around
1: I think it's key to mention that one of the uh, toughest elements in the game are certainly going back to it is how Tricky they are to actually control around the map. Yeah, so, yeah. a simple jump and so jumping into the edge of the li- uh, lip and bouncing back over, and essentially yeah. losing three seconds of a move because you've missed yeah. that jump and trying to, you know, skip back into position just to get this jump.
0: Know your worms' uh, limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they brought in uh with some of the games later in the series they brought in different worms with different abilities so some of them can jump farther, some of them take more damage, some of them do more damage, all this kind of thing. So that's a whole other level as well, but obviously you can you can turn that stuff off if you want.
2: Well, yeah, regarding the controls and you know the confusion around them. Uh, partly like even now after playing so many games of worms, it's the panic of seeing the timer run down and you think it's the yeah. it's the oh it's the A button to fire now or it's the X button and you just jump off the ledge and you're like well I've you know I've been playing this game for an hour and a half tonight and all of a sudden I've pressed the wrong button to fire my gun and instead of you know or your your shotgun's too close to the wall and you you it backfires on you and stuff like that there's just there's a there's a weird thing with worms where I can't quite understand why after so many matches that as soon as I see the countdown go down, I just I just forget all the buttons, and sometimes I just you know just do myself <laughs> yeah. some harm. It's um yeah. so
1: easy to brain fart playing that game. Oh, absolutely, and yeah. I, again
2: that that's all part of the charm for me. I can't really take this game too seriously because you know on, on one hand it's so relaxed and calm and cool, and then on the other side it's just like the most craziest funniest thing I've played in in you know well.
0: Perhaps we should play it for actual money next time and see how funny it is. Oh. that. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> Yeah, it does based on the last session. Um, <laughs> for you, I mean. Uh, one other thing that uh, we're not going to spend loads of time talking about the single player. As you can imagine, across those uh, many, 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 many versions, there have been lots of different attempts at, and ways of doing single player worms. Obviously, you can just play simple games of worms against the AI, but they they include campaigns and story modes and, and sets of challenge levels and and various other things. Now, I've never really spent much time with this. I've always seen Worms as a as a multiplayer game. Obviously, they have to put it in. Well, I say, say that increasingly yeah, games games are, are you know realizing that some some for some games multiplayer is the strength and, and they don't need to count. But it, I think it's fair enough. You know, some especially back in the day, people wanted a uh, something to do on their on their solo. But one of the issues I've always had with it is just never feeling that it was in any way fair because you just know <laughs> that the computer yep. can always do its calculations and. How how wrong it gets its calculations is, I know lots of games you could actually, you know, you could be reductive about AI in lots of games in the same way. But there's something about the nature of Worms, the fact that it's turn-based, the fact that you have to wait and watch helplessly as basically the computer cheats or cheats slightly less well really puts me off.
3: Yeah, so so that's my, I mean, I, I have played a lot of single-player Worms over over right. a period of time. And the, the problem you have, and I think this is still a problem with modern-day gaming, is easy is too easy, and like, the mistakes yeah. they make are you know, to the point where they blow themselves up in a ridiculous scenario. And we thought, well, that's no fun. You know, there's no challenge there, and then yeah. you know, normal and hard become these pinpoint mm. accuracy. A lot of my worms single player playing was always to the point where you know the, the computer would end up taking half its team out, which you know, um, I, I, there was a, you know, a funness there. But yeah, the, the multiplayer is where it it would yeah would be come into its own light.
0: It was about learning, basically learning and then executing the, the shots that you needed to make to win the game rather than that whole this whole sort of creative uh, emergent chaos that that a two-player game can bring. I wondered actually, Tony, because I know that um, I looked because uh, I, I bought both of the Xbox 360 versions, obviously I know you're an achievement guy, uh, some of the achievements on those games were based around the single player stuff. so did you persist with those?
3: the The weird thing about the Xbox, uh, the first Xbox uh, 360 version I released, they actually um, they did some work on the AI and completely changed how how that stuff worked, and they made it really hard. Um, yeah. So yeah, they 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 tinkered with it, and yeah, some of those achievements are you know super hard, pure primary, right? Because you are trying to you battle perfect AI. Um, but a yeah. lot of it is about scenarios, you know, achieving you know certain things on a certain map. But no, I never did actually get all the achievements. Actually, it's one uh, of those ones I've been back to on your copybook. just to, you know, to kind of re myself to it. And it's, yeah, it's still hard. But, you know, it, mm. it's worms.
0: Well, let's crack on through the years of worms, obviously chiming in where we have experience and uh, and uh, with games that we've played and features that we want to comment on. Oh, one more here though from LC the Adventurer, a new correspondent on the forum, who says, "I've only ever played one worms game and by watching cutscenes on YouTube, I realize it was the original 1995 release. I would have played this on an old PC we had running Windows 95, and I would have been no older than 10." Unsurprisingly, I thought these cutscenes were hilarious, and I seem to remember them being randomly deployed before levels loaded. I would watch them, always hoping to see a new one. What I remember most about Worms is not playing the game as Team 17 intended, but rather I would play multiplayer matches with a friend. We would turn up the number of turns, item supply, time per turn, etc. up to maximum or infinity, I can't remember. We would then use the girder tool to make our own levels, creating houses, schools, offices and so on. Once we had finished making our own world, we would enact little make-believe stories. One worm would be working in his office when he is suddenly attacked by a ninja with a bazooka, only to reveal he is a spy and calls in an airstrike. That sort of thing. The reason I remember this game so fondly was because of the creativity it afforded my 10-year-old self. No other game at the time entertained my childish imagination in the same way. Oh, and also I remember it had a level generator where, if you entered certain keywords, it would load special levels. My friend and I once entered Jobby as a laugh, only to find a level entirely made of poo. I just about lost my mind. <laughs> Thank you, LC. Yeah, amazing. So Worms Reinforcements came in 1995, a swift follow-up for the uh, for MS-DOS. Uh... Basically, it was an add-on, some modifications, and uh, allowed the creation and use of custom levels and speech packs on your PC. Meanwhile, or slightly later, over on the Amiga, oh yes, more worms. This was not officially connected with Team 17. It references the old Lemmings data disc, Oh, no more Lemmings, and contained around 1,000 ordained, pre-designed, I suppose, levels for worms. Uh, and it also included some bonus material, making it easier to create levels for yourself.
1: Played that one. That was... Um,
0: That's a lot of worms. Turns
1: out I, I didn't need 1,000 more levels for worms is probably the harshest way to put it, because by this point I'd yeah. started playing the original back on the Amiga. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those having not played Oh No More Lemmings. I played that one and I thought I quite liked the title of Oh Yes More Worms. Bound to be really good. And it just, I don't know, it didn't feel polished, I guess. An it, opportunistic, unofficial yeah. release. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, more substantially, more importantly, Worms the Director's Cut came yes. in 1997. This is now uh, quite. Rare uh, and expensive and collectible uh, as a boxed Amiga game. Uh, It is basically the sequel to Worms. This is where the ceilings came in um, for, for the first time.
3: One of the things I loved about the director's cut, and just doing more well, reading onto it, is the fact that it only sold 5,000 copies. Which, oh, yeah. Which is, br- yeah, I don't know. It just To me, that's funny. But also the fact that that's where they added loads of extra little stuff that would eventually go on and you know influence how the rest of Worms would continue forward. So although Absolutely. so few copies were sold, it's a yeah. uh, uh, you know, it. wonderful build.
0: I remember it being in the shop before game, before Electronics Boutique, before Game Zone. It was Future Zone. The shop, and uh, I think it was there. They had a copy of this for a long, long time in their, you know, dwindling Amiga section. But again, I I couldn't quite be persuaded to part with. I think it was I think it was probably twenty nine ninety nine, or even thirty four ninety nine. Uh, obviously, it's worth it's worth considerably more than that now. Probably sell it on eBay for about three times that in in decent condition. Um, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be persuaded. My Amiga was getting less use at this point, and there was a PlayStation version. So yeah, um, but yes, the concrete donkey. Kenny on a Rope, Priceless Ming Vars, Old Woman and Holy Hand Grenade all made their debut, uh, made their debuts in the Worms director's cut. And uh, our friend Glenn, Mr. Flavio from the forum says, I'm in the credits of the Amiga director's cut edition. Andy Davidson was a regular in the Amiga IRC channel and he credited those of us who helped him come up with the crazy ideas for new weapons. Met him a few times at the World of Amiga shows as well. Man, that was over 20 years ago. Same year came Worms. Two. 1997. This is a Windows game now, so we've left Amiga and MS DOS behind. The worms are back, powered by a brand new graphics engine. The main gameplay hasn't changed. The worms are now represented by big, well animated sprites, and of course, an even larger array of, wep- array of weapons and mass-, of mass destruction available miniguns, napalm airstrikes, homing rockets, mad cows, super banana bombs, and flying sheep. Uh, this game utilized splines for a smooth, detailed animation and targeted. 60 frames per second. Nick Thorpe in that uh, Retro Gamer piece says, the previous game's minimalistic worms gave way to a new breed that was much more cartoonish. Given that worms had succeeded with fairly utilitarian graphics, we were curious as to the reasoning behind the change in approach. Kevin Carfew, the creative director at Team17, says, the artist animator was a real talent, quite difficult to work with as well. He was incredibly precious, but incredibly hardworking. Worms looked nice, but it was so low-res at the time that you couldn't pack a lot of detail into those characters. I think there are something like 10,000 hand-tweaked animations just for all of the weapons.
1: I remember I picked this one up um, on a PC. In fact, I think I got it with my PC, uh, my first one. And much like so many of the games that came across to PS3 and Xbox 360 at that time, I just don't click with smoother graphics. I... I find a lot of charm in the original style, uh, highly pixelated, sharp graphics, Um, and I don't deny that they can characterise those um, on-screen characters a lot more with the the smoother cartoonish art style, and that's great, but from a a visual appeal, for me, it kind of upset me a little bit playing Mm. it, because I could see why they did it, but I just didn't like it.
0: I felt similarly uh, when I when I saw these worms on the shelves, um, I didn't have access to these. I think it was the Dreamcast sort of era that I could have get on board with these modern worms. But it was only it was only the Xbox 360 games that made me think, well, look, this is a great way to have these games and play them. That's when I started to make my piece with the cartoony looking worms, because, yeah, like you, I, I liked the original sort of lemmingsy, minimalistic uh, utilitarian, as, as Nick Thorpe described them, graphics.
2: Yeah I remember there being quite a uh, discussion in the shop at the time in town that I used to hang around in that why have they taken it into I I I I, I guess we used the word kiddie graphics because we were at that age where we kind of yeah, wanted more yeah. adult experiences I guess <laughs> you know I can't I'm 97 so I must have been about 14 at this point so you're kind of looking for games that wanted to push the uh you know the, the mature edge I guess and uh yeah having these worms come out as what seemed like a step back in terms of, you know, well oh, they've made it more for mm. kids. Oh, it's not as good. But then, you know, we, Will, Kip, he put it on his PC and, you know, it became the game we played after GoldenEye or before GoldenEye. It was kind of the, the other multiplayer game we played around the mammoth GoldenEye sessions long into the night. Yeah. Mm.
0: Um Yeah, big fan of Worms too And a role that, Worms often fulfills that late night final game of the evening slot, which, uh, yeah, which it does Mm -hmm. so well. Um, Yeah, reviewed well, this version, Uh, Eric Bergman from our forum says, I remember facing off against the Worms 2 computer, which often had a strangely unpredictable AI. Sometimes the AI would throw a grenade across the map, which would bounce off two walls and then perfectly land at the feet or lack thereof, my worm. And sometimes the AI would inexplicably fire two shotgun shells at the ceiling, effectively achieving nothing. My fondest and most vibrant memories of the series are instead those where I played against a friend or a sibling. I remember one instance in particular where my friend killed one of my worms, which then triggered a chain reaction of exploding gravestones, mines and barrels, killing five worms and ending the game. I can't remember who won. All I can remember is lots of laughter from both of us. And Jobo Bonobo says my first memory of this series was in the late 90s when my older brother brought home a PC magazine that had a demo disc with Worms 2 on it. I was always trying new stuff to play on our brand new Packard Bell PC and so eagerly popped in the CD-ROM and gave worms to a whirl. After playing one game in single player so I got the basics down, I was hooked. The cute little worms with their giant eyes, quirky one-liners along with the bonkers range of weaponry and destructible scenery were the ingredients needed to have me glued to the computer screen for months and months. Of course, the turn-based nature of the combat meant that it could support multiplayer of up to six people. This meant carefree long evenings filled with my brothers and friends blasting each other to smithereens huddled around a single PC. Things got even better for me when, on my birthday the next year, I was given Worms 2 as a present. I could not believe it. The game was far more expansive than I realised. Multiple levels, more dialogue and Looney Tunes style cutscenes of the little spineless rascals trying to take each other out. All that was nice, but the real delight of this full version of the game was the new weapons air strikes, mole bombs that can dig tunnels underneath enemies and detonate and on one very special occasion in a match with friends I got the legendary Concrete Donkey. I never heard of this weapon before so the lure of novelty got me to select it on my next turn. The complete and utter destruction unleashed by this weapon easily won me the match amid many shrieks of surprise and laughter. I only got to experience the Concrete Donkey once but it was what solidified Worms 2 as one of my most beloved games. Sadly, I lent the game to a mate of mine a few years later and the daft sod managed to break it somehow. I was crushed. One of my all time favourite games gone in a moment of clumsiness. I did consider getting Worms Armageddon, but the game was ludicrously rare to come across and was already quite pricey when newly fledged. Uh, Amazon.co.uk was offering it for sale, so it seemed that it was to be the last of my time with those lovable invertebrates. Which brings us to Worms Armageddon, 1999, Dreamcast. N64, PS1, PC, Game Boy Color. Uh, new facets of gameplay, including play over the internet through Team 17's WormNet, not on the N64, I assume, or the PS1, or the Game Boy Color. Uh, but you could play this online, I think, on Dreamcast and PC. Um, I remember this coming out and I remember starting to feel slightly more tempted, um, but for whatever reason, I never got round to getting it. Darren, did you get the N64 yeah, version? Yeah, I had this on the N64, definitely.
2: This is where I spent most of my solo time to be honest there was a lot of multiplayer going on on Worms Armageddon but again it was after Perfect Dark or whatever game we were playing not Perfect Dark but you know it was around that time Um, but yeah it's kind of a weird one this because like I said I spent a lot of time doing the challenges and I remember getting to the last one and never being able to beat it because it was just ridiculously hard You know, it is it is an N64 game. It, it looks slightly fuzzier than the other versions, but you had the four controller ports on the uh, on the bat. And so when you had three friends around, uh, you know, nice. nice luxury of those days, you know, you, you could have an immediate four-player game of Worms. And it was a very good version of Worms. Um, I, f- I feel like it's mm. kind of one of the highlights of the series for many people. And I can see why, because, you know. Yeah, it seems um, to be. Does a lot of things right with its new weapons and uh, general moment-to-moment gameplay. It just it's just smooth and it's just the pace is just right.
3: It's still a real fan favorite, and I think the reason for that is obviously the further we go down the series, you know, they they take a mind of their own. In you know, as more power becomes available, but I think Armageddon was one where it took the, gore, the core gameplay from you know the Amiga five hundred version all the way through to Armageddon, you know, on these newer consoles and yeah it just it solidified it how worms felt to play kind of in its more purest form before it kind of disappeared again and yeah, it has a bunch of good weapons and say different challenge modes and stuff. And uh yeah, I I really liked it. It was one the next time I really kind of got into worms after my kind of original mess around well, my original hours and hours and hours along on the the Amiga version. I seem to remember this being a game that was bundled with so many console sales.
1: So Possibly, it was it was yeah. kind of one of those yeah, it yeah, boarded so sense. many of the, uh, the the PlayStation bundles around a Christmas time. And I did, I did not click with this game at all. The things that I'd found charming and I mean I'd already been a little bit rattled by the art change um in the in the previous version and it felt like more of the same and I didn't feel like I was getting anything from this that I wouldn't have gotten enjoyment from the original. And this was coming in 1999, 2000 when I played it and by this point I'd already played things like Mario 64, and I just I, I felt like it was The charm that I once found had gone, and the people I was once playing it with were no longer interested. So as something that I would only be playing against AI, it was no longer something that uh, I was longing to play.
0: I think uh, the PC and DC versions were probably uh, the place to be. And certainly, yeah, there there was an outpouring of affection on the internet for this on the PC, especially Uh, Spacefarer on our forum says, Worms Armageddon was my first Worms game, but what a game to start on. Going back to the previous games afterwards, I could see how each one built up bit by bit. And going forward to games that came after, I still say that Armageddon is the definitive Worms experience. The weapon selection is big enough without going too overboard, though there are a few duplicates in there. And you can't really complain about the maps because they're all randomly generated. Being able to destroy the terrain is a blast, literally. And learning how to use each weapon in different situations makes for one of those ever-popular, easy-to-play, hard-to-master dealies. Actually, to go back to my origins with the game, it was possibly from a a discussion on destructible terrain on a game development forum. How about that? Of course, it gets so much better with friends. What interests me most about multiplayer worms is how each player approaches the game in terms of tactics. I tend to use the ninja rope an awful lot, tossing dynamite and mines while swinging around like a maniac. Whereas my friend is a cheeky little darksider, fencing himself in with girders all the gosh darn time. And thanks to the community, Worms Armageddon can still be played online very easily indeed. Another great little feature of Worms Armageddon is the ability to make your own voice banks. We often have matches of Team Ashens versus Team Age of Empires. However, somehow it never gets old. In short, play Worms Armageddon. It's the most solid, straightforward, no frills, no messing around entry in the series. And if you disagree, I'll introduce you to my friend, the Concrete Donkey. Uh, Yes, I wasn't aware until researching for this podcast that uh, uh, subterranean matters are officially or unofficially known as Dark Side Play, which I think is quite cool. Online Worms came out in 2001. This was for Windows, free to download that's how long that kind of model has been in existence, aimed only uh, specifically at the Asian market and based on recent second gen Worms games. Worms World Party arrived in 2001 as well. This was Dreamcast. Uh, This was Game Boy Advance rather than Game Boy Color. There was an N-Gage version because it was 2001. Still came to the PS1 because it was the PS1, PC and Windows Mobile. At first sight, World Party may seem very similar to Armageddon. However, this time the game has been specifically designed with multiplayer in mind. Up to six players can battle it out at the same time on local networks or on the internet using WormNet. Other additions are the Worm Pot, which can provide 400 gameplay variations from Goliath mode to Bleeding Worms, hundreds of new landscapes, flags and fanfares and many single player missions. Um, I remember this coming out for the Dreamcast and again and thinking hang on they just released that last one that was meant to be good um, and so I kind of yeah again I like the sound of it the world party aspect and I think I've played this on PC as a non-Worms expert it's fairly indistinguishable from, from its predecessor but obviously not if you're you're into these things Halamak Bar from the forum says, The first time I ever saw Worms was on a demo disc uh, for the PS1. My cousin showed it off, but he never let me play it, as far as I can remember. My younger brother bought a PS1 sometime after the PS2 came out, and one of the first games he bought was Worms World Party. We immediately fell in love with the game. I was a junior in high school, third year, and he was a freshman, first year, and it was the only game we played for several weeks. We almost always played him versus me despite the fact that we were still playing our N64 up until then. Mostly The World Is Not Enough and Perfect Dark playing co-op multiplayer against bots. We frequently played in fort mode, and we mastered the parachute and ninja rope infiltrating each other's forts and digging to engage in close combat instead of shooting long-range explosives at each other. This is the only game I became completely addicted to. I couldn't concentrate in school. All I wanted to do was get home and play Worms. My trig class was the hardest since it was the last class of the day. I think I spent more time looking at the clock in those weeks than the whiteboard. I even dreamt about playing Worms. It was great to use a shotgun to a tunnel tunnel straight up to your enemy as he launches airstrikes of bazookas or trying to destroy your cover, but nothing was as satisfying as killing a worm with full health from across the map with a holy hand grenade. Watching the grenade timer time out while in the air, bounce towards the target, and then, once it settles at his feet, to hear that angelic voice as your enemy is blown into the drink. I didn't play another Worms game until I was in the army. I bought a DS while on a deployment to play New Super Mario Brothers, Final Fantasy 3 and very soon after Worms. Being able to have download play available for my friends in my platoon was amazing. I don't have spe- specific memories of the game, but I know I enjoyed playing it with the small group of us with DSs. I tried a 3D Worms game while in college, university, but I didn't have enough time to get good at the game and I gave up playing it after just a few days. I downloaded some Worms games on Xbox Live Arcade to play with my wife after the army. She enjoyed them, but she just isn't a gamer and she enjoys doing other activities together. So I haven't played much of those either. Now, looking back at my memories, I'm contemplating buying Worms WMD for Switch to see if it holds its charm 15 years after playing World Party. Something quite amusing about actual soldiers playing <laughs> Worms, because <laughs> <laughs> obviously it is a, a an authentic simulation of um, modern modern army combat.
3: You know when people you know, talk about Zelda or whatever it may be, like a long-running series, and you know this oh, that Twilight Princess is the best Zelda, and it's because you know that's the first introduction they had to Zelda at that time, and other people yeah. go, oh no, 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 it's Ocarina of Time, and you try to go back and go, well, no, I don't really see it. But it to me, Worms is a bit like that. As I said, the core concept, certainly in the two D era, the core concept is so sound that quite often the one you fall in love with is the one you touch first, and then you know you mess around yeah. with the ones around it. And I just yeah, it's charm. You know, where we I think, and, and you know, like Carl, I think by the by this point, I was very much like You know, that was a game of my childhood. This is yeah you know, which is a ridiculous statement to make of course right now but you know let me put that there but you know i think at the time you know it, heading towards that many years beyond the original title that i was i was still you know, yeah no that's what i played back then and and now i moved on to this this other stuff which you know makes me sad to even think that's probably the way i was thinking back in in 2000 you know one you know, but you know it's 21 <laughs>
0: Okay, so we've got uh, 15 more years of Worms to go and about half an hour to do it in. But this is where the series went 3D and uh, perhaps we'll have less to say about these. So new generation, 2003 Worms 3D, PC, Mac, of course. But it was the era of GameCube, PS2 and Xbox. Uh, Fundamentals of the game are the same. But of course, the fact that the whole thing is in 3D puts uh, puts the gameplay... Yeah, kind of revolutionises it somewhat. Um, Can I just
3: put it out there and say I was excited for Worms 3D?
0: Yeah, me too. I think that's fine. I think a lot of people were. Hogs of War had already happened (laughs) in 99 or 2000. Um, So there had been effectively the exact same concept already. Uh, been made for ps1 and people generally liked it i don't think it reviewed it spectacularly well but people who played it seemed to enjoy it it had rick Mail comedy voiceover and one of those um, cult classic
1: games isn't it i think something like like that yeah yeah
0: um not all the weapons that were previously available made the cut into 3d realm um, but there were new weapons such as lottery strike and gas grenade um Online play, of course, continued. Uh, the game utilised what they uh, dubbed poxels, which were volumetric pixels or voxels rendered with polygons. Um, that I don't really understand how that would play out, but there it was. It was a way of uh, rendering the whole yeah, worms kind of thing in 3D and still having the destructible terrain, I presume. Reviews were all right. Uh, 76% from 74 reviews. I never played it. Jobo Bonobo, though, from the forum, says... Q. five years later from his previous uh, post. I'm in university living with some old school friends. One of them has Worms 3D for the Xbox. I'm thrilled. Not only will I be playing my beloved Worms again, but it will be in 3D. What new delights are going to lie in wait for me? Not very many, sadly. I don't remember much about Worms 3D, only it feels really odd. And we barely touched it. I was alarmed that this might be the future of the series and I would be completely alienated from what it was now offering
2: yeah i don't remember much about worms 3d either which is a shame because I, I remember enjoying it to a point um i remember the platforming being very tricky which is quite a crucial element of worms when you're trying to get from one side of the map to the other uh, especially if you needed to go up or down it was wasn't the, the most friendly experience but you know I, I, it, mm. it worked it was it was it was kind of decent and you know the novelty of playing a worms game in 3d while i only played it for this one iteration you know it, it got me and um, yeah i yeah i remember enjoying it but i couldn't actually pinpoint any specific 3d moments that made me go wow this is amazing in 3d
3: and i think you hit the the, the right word the novelty and it, that's all it ever felt to me was when i was playing it was like oh this isn't this what it would look like in 3d oh i see and that's <laughs> every time i'd play it i'd go it doesn't really work though Um, and yeah it's just the the tactics obviously when you're looking at it from a 2D plane you're looking at an entire map yes you can look over ahead but you know just on the side you can kind of work out like say three or four moves ahead when you're that close in with your worm and you're moving around and yeah it just it didn't the same puzzle element wasn't really there and it was about just Mm. trying to line up the rocket shot yes in first person but it was just it was just never as interesting or as fun I found anyway and yeah it it wasn't a love affair
0: I will say just because another opinion is available. Uh, Ryan from Kane and Rince, Ryan Heyman, uh, is a fan of the he Worms does, 3D yeah. games. So, there you go. Uh, Worms Forts Under Siege came along in 2004. This was a return to two dimensions. Uh, they dropped the GameCube and the Mac, just PC, PS2 and Xbox. Uh, this brought in the ability to construct buildings build hospitals to resurrect dead worms science labs to increase your firepower strongholds to base your operations and protect your worms towers keeps castles citadels all this kind of thing uh, you could also create wonders in which your opponent has two turns to knock it down and if they don't succeed you win Almost civilization style uh, along with typical worms type weapons bazooka rocket launcher minigun etc uh, there are also uh, building dis- destroying Tools like trebuchets and fridge launchers, nuclear strikes and the Trojan donkey, where you get to place it where you like. It remains until it explodes, but how long it takes to explode is not known. Uh, Reviews were mediocre-ish or slightly better than mediocre. 64% from 44. Uh, Kevin Carthew, uh, creative director at Team 17, described it as a bit of a B-side. Next up came Worms for Mayhem. 2005, again, PC, PS2 and original Xbox. This allows greater customization of your Worms with helmets, facial hair, gloves and glasses. Uh, the weapons factory has been added. You can forge your own weapons, shop items, including maps, accessories, outfits, character voices. Uh, Kevin Carthew says, I still think it's a great game now. It was incredibly polished. It kind of felt like the game that Worms 3D should have been from the start, but it was not as well received for some reason. Uh, reviewed at seventy percent from fifty-six reviews. Um, again, was uh, I was I was curious, like you, Tony. I was curious, um, but not curious enough to shell out for it. I was more interested in Worms Open Warfare because handheld worms and online worms in the same package seemed like a good idea. Uh, And I did play Worms Open Warfare on the DS. There was also a PSP version. Maybe Maybe it was that version I played. One of the two, possibly both. A new version made specifically for contemporary handheld consoles. Instead of keeping on with the 3D style, it goes back to its roots, featuring the classic 2D gameplay and smaller weapon set. uh, Reviewed moderately at 67% from 46 reviews. I remember this being buggy, really buggy, and glitchy online play being disappointing. Worms 2007, that's not what it's called. It was just called Worms. This came to Android and iPhones and 360 and PS3 and a couple of other uh, obscure platforms this was my way back into Worms because as I say it made perfect sense to me to get a uh, a proper 2D Worms game albeit with the big fat animated Worms with achievements and leaderboards and online play and local play and I played this a tonne at least For the couple of years until the follow up came out, uh, lots of enjoyable single player nights. It was a little feature light, but it was I think it was it may have been it may have been 800 Microsoft points or seven quid or it may have even been the, the super cheap 400 points. I can't quite remember.
3: It, this is exactly the same um i brought I brought the 360 version um absolutely for nostalgia reasons um I'd long since kind of the the idea of worms had disappeared from my head and you know fun memories and all but yeah coming back to it and the idea of one of achievements but playing with friends and just yeah mm. completely uh, you know remembering that nostalgia trip and I spent a long time actually in the game really you know really enjoyed like yeah. said slightly different from the original um very hard but yeah certainly it, it scratched that itch that you know no worms was a really good game it wasn't just this fantasy i had in my yeah. head it was actually a really good game and you know upris graphics although yeah yeah it looks looks slightly different um i yeah it, it's the thing that got me back and saying no worms was cool yeah
0: easy on the ears and eyes reviewed pretty well 75 percent from 23 reviews and uh yeah many fond memories although i think it was pretty much completely rendered redundant by the follow-up, which we'll come on to. Uh, Jobo Bonobo from the forum says, Fast forward to the era of the Xbox 360, and while browsing Xbox Live Arcade Store, we came across a new Worms title. Hooray, it was in 2D again. This 360 entry felt like a direct continuation from Worms 2, and my childhood been replicated again by the long evenings of me and three buddies enjoying some beers and waging war on one another. And that was the last time I played a Worms game of any kind. A move to England meant I had to leave my old social group behind. For me, this series is all about local multiplayer and getting older sadly means that such opportunities are increasingly rarer for me nowadays. Worms is all about the banter in the room, the laughs and the indignant shouts of rage at a spot of bad luck. Online just would not feel the same to me, so it seems that Worms is a chapter of my gaming life that I was lucky to experience twice in different times growing up, but now remains firmly closed. Such is life, I suppose, but this series will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, apparently, I've got all the achievements for this game.
2: I have no I have n- oh, no yeah. memory at all of playing it, <laughs> other than, you know...
0: There's some mean ones.
2: It was probably in my height of achievement hunting... Um,
0: Yeah, but yeah, I just—I was just forget you had that period as well. I did, yeah, yeah. We Mm. were all
2: caught by the uh,
0: by the bug. Oh, not all of us, but most of us. Cheaper bug, but yeah. Apparently, I've got all two hundred achievements and. Uh, They followed up the handheld game with another handheld game for the same couple of platforms, DS and PSP. Obviously, the DS was pretty massive at this point, so it made perfect sense. 2007, more maps, weapons, game modes and options. Uh, I think they'd fixed a lot of the bugs and issues with its predecessor. But I think the fact that I had the the XBLA game and I'd had issues with its predecessor meant that I skipped this one. 81% though from 60 reviews, so one of the better reviewed Worms games for quite some time. Worms, a space oddity. It was 2008 and you had to have your game on the Wii. So uh, here it was. Uh, They gave it a sort of uh, sci-fi setting, of course, uh, taking place across uh, planets. The game was designed for the Wii remotes using uh using it for a variety of functions such as the ability to steer rockets at opponents smashing opponents by using the remote and punching as well i guess we can we can very unfairly probably without having played it assuming none of us has played it just put it into the wee novelty waggle control bucket of of the of the mid to late 2000s reviews were so so again 66 percent from 25 reviews fortunately the then next year, Worms 2 Armageddon came along. Again, it was, this was uh, PS3 and 360 as well as uh, Android and iOS. This was confusingly not really relating to <clears throat> Worms 2 or Worms Armageddon. It's actually a sequel to Worms. 2007 game uh, 30 mission campaign was added some tutorials secret missions 40 weapons now available returning favorites sheep holy hand grenade and some new ones like the bunker buster and the buffalo of lies this reviewed even better 83 uh, percent i interviewed john dennis of team 17 about this for my podcast at the time gamer he was very nice they were very enthusiastic about it um i remember complimenting him on the pricing because this was i remember 800 microsoft points Six pounds eighty as it was then, and it really was a pretty much a full fat, full blown Worms experience in HD, and it played great online or local. And yeah, I thought this was tremendous. Um, and I wish it was kind of wish it was backwards compatible because I'd rather play this on my Xbox One than Battlegrounds.
2: Just looking at it now, I, I didn't play this, but it is three pounds thirty nine at the moment, which is a, a, a super bargain.
0: Wow, yeah. Worms Reloaded came to PC and Mac. The first traditional 2D entry in the series since Worms World Party on PC. This is uh, incorporates some of the ideas from the DS and 360 versions. This is 2010, and again, decent reviews, 81% from 20 outlets. Uh, but yeah, PC Mac only. I skipped it because I had my 360 version. I was very happy with it. Worms Battle Islands. PSP and Wii. <laughs> the campaign is based on conquering islands by defeating enemies. <laughs> Reviews 62%. <laughs> I don't even remember this coming out to be honest. That was uh yeah, that was 2010 as well. Worms Ultimate Mayhem. I do remember this coming out. 2011. This is PC, 360 and PS3 and it's a remake of the previous gen game, Worms 4 Mayhem. The rem- remember the one that uh, Team 17 were very proud of being uh the natural you know, successor to Worms 3D. Uh, after a patch, it was also, uh, they added in all the missions from Worms 3D as well, making it a sort of combined remaster improved version of both of those games. However, it reviewed considerably worse uh, with only 60% from 21 outlets. It's interesting, again, context and time and things can play a part. I haven't been back and reread all those reviews, but um, again, I skipped it because the reviews were so tepid probably more significant, is Worms Revolution 2012, PC, 360 and PS3, the next iteration in the Worms series. The same fundamentals as earlier editions, but with some new elements. The game uses a 3D engine. Worms now have the classes that I mentioned earlier with uh, giving them bonus health and they each have weight and uh, that sort of thing. This introduced the water-based physics and weapons, which... uh, we will see in battlegrounds which is a sort of enhanced version of this game um the water is weird it it did it did we did find um in battlegrounds that it offered some fun opportunities but the physics they gave the water is that it's um maybe it's supposed to be such because the worms are small and so the water feels but it is very viscous isn't it it's very like it's big gloopy oily drops of liquid rather than rather than um Water, like, you know, thin, liquid water. Kevin Carfew says the problem was that with the feel of the game, everything has to be run through the physics simulation. The result was that unrealistic things like the ninja rope no longer functioned as before, which was exactly what Darren was saying when he was ninja roping in Battlegrounds the other night. Uh, makes yes, sense now.
2: it's quite interesting to hear that he he's said that there because they've kept it for Battlegrounds. Yes. Because that's exactly what Battlegrounds I... Battlegrounds mean. is okay, so I effectively...
0: Worms Revolution updated so yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. 72% though reviewed okay. So as we said, you know, once we got into it, once we made a certain amount of peace with the odd way it looks and feels, we still had some we still had some fun. So there it is. 2013's Worms Clan Wars came to PC and Mac, which is a variation of Worms Revolution oriented on multiplayer with some improved uh, visuals and water behaviour and customization options. uh, Reviewed ever so slightly better. Worms 3. So they went back to numbering the sequels. This is for the iOS and Android game in 2013. Uh, Basically, yeah, Mac OS X and mobile uh, utilises the class system as seen in Revolution, uh, but is entirely 2D. This reviewed okay, 74%. Again, similar sort of scores. See, I always took the three
2: of the 3D title to be the third one in the series. So to see this oh, well, on the I iOS think, version, yeah. I was like, "What? What do you mean 3? Yeah, what? I'm like confusing me. And obviously, cheeky in it. It's easy to get confused by the sheer amount of, you know, the sheer volume of games in the series. But yeah, to see Worms yeah. Three this late in the in the um, chronology threw me off
0: a little bit. It's almost almost inevitable with uh, these long running multi part yeah. franchise series is that the the numbers ended up end up getting screwy uh, yeah there it was and yes confusingly as as we've now established Worms Battlegrounds which is a game you may very well have in your collection if you're either a gold or a, a games with gold on Xbox or PlayStation Plus subscriber because I'm pretty sure it's been given away on both um, you may have it. it is an updated version of Worms Revolution um, so this has a single-player mode set in a, a museum with uh, and there's a sort of Lara Croft type narrator character lots of effort been made to kind of bolster that side of things um, the game features a lot of stuff is 65 weapons and utility items 10 of which are new to the series there's a there's a ray gun which you can teleport yourself about the, the map with um, yeah I've already talked about it a bit like it's not a disaster it reviewed just under 70% but there's a game which we're going to talk about which I think kind of eclipses it however you may have it so if you're really curious to try out what worms is about try it out but bear in mind that it doesn't really look and feel like worms
2: it's not as bad as i recalled playing it you know this last week uh but it's got some mm. terrible art in there like so some of the stuff mm. just it's so confusing to look at ugly um, and it's just really yeah. glitchy at times like the camera just zooms off in different directions for no reason yeah you know the, yeah. The, there's there's a lot wrong but uh at its core there is a fun game to be had
0: so yes you mentioned worms world party remastered in 2015 so this was 14 years after the original uh native high resolution support controller support achievements enhanced mm. sound effects and <laughs> no, <laughs> on, that? on
2: launch no, no. none of these actually worked i remember being oh, right. there when they launched <laughs> yeah. it like it was exactly. a bit of a well i don't want to swear on the show but yeah it wasn't a pleasant experience mm. to see that and um yeah, oh dear. it was just none of it worked. Like the resolutions were off. You couldn't go full screen. The controller support didn't work. So obviously, I don't know what happened over there, but they released it in an unfinished
0: state and people weren't happy. Oh dear. 1000 game modes, though. Uh, only two outlets reviewed it. <laughs> so yeah, um, presumably they reviewed it in good faith, uh, giving it 68%, assuming that patches would be incoming. Anyway, Worms 4. Yes, so this is the follow-up to Worms 3. Again, Android and iOS. But not to be confused with the 2005 game Worms 4 Mayhem. This is the mobile-only. Again, uh, more adapted to mobile than its predecessor with smaller landscapes, smaller teams, shorter games, adapted graphics style and streamlined menu interface. Again, 73%. Probably a decent mobile Worms experience by the sound of it, especially if you've got an iPad.
2: I'm quite jealous that they get the proper numbered games on the series on the phone I don't know why that is but you know it's just a number it is indeed
0: I would rather play the one the latest the worms game that we have played and we can play worms WMD weapons or worms of mass destruction started coming out in 2016 came out much more recently on switch uh on all your current gen machines new elements are classes although as I say other games have featured similar things this has got the weapon crafting which is uh, you can ignore it if you want but it's uh, it's a curious little extra Um, it's kind of a slightly updated art style as well which I I think works pretty well Uh, certainly more attractive to my eyes than battlegrounds Uh, it's the first time the games had. Well, other than those buildings that were mentioned in one of those uh, earlier versions anyway uh, you can now enter buildings to find shelter and you can actually sort of break line of sight and, and be invisible we had some fun with that the other day with Darren setting up um, sentry guns inside this uh, lighthouse or whatever and every time I tried to get in the door I was uh, I would meet meet my doom um, yeah proximity mines in in places that you can't see and stuff sort of uh, adds a certain amount of fun there are 80 different weapons and utilities including some new ones dodgy phone batteries Uh, the unwanted present and the omg strike Uh, and this reviewed the best for a while overall 79 percent from 53 reviews yeah and i remember when this came out i did i I waited until the switch version Um, but i remember when it came out darren you were particularly enthusiastic uh, saying that this was kind of like you know the worms return to form you've been waiting for
2: yeah i remember getting little hints and tips when i was at the publishing uh, Outlets saying you know worms might come back soon uh, exactly how I want it because you know we were working around the series at the time and some people said that you know it may be coming back in a way that I wanted it to come back and yeah I I got the the Xbox One version and then sold it in favour of the news of the Switch version and then uh, yeah I bought that this week to play on the show and um, I I must admit it's um it is my favourite one of the series and that's quite. Weird thing to say because it's oh just because it's the latest one it's my now my favourite one but I genuinely believe it's the most accessible to play and it it looks the nicest it's got a nice 2D art style and it just yeah. it just works right it just works as as you'd expect for a modern Worms game you know like you could always kind of pinpoint various failures of the other ones which kind of Knack of the game entire well not entirely but uh, mm. you know mm. majorly hamstring it yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas this one just seems to get it right and i'm glad that you know i'm glad that i've it exists and uh mm. so some of the weapons are a bit too samey like the unwanted present doesn't really do much different to the the battery uh, you know but at, at its core again it's is one of the if not my favorite um worms experiences to be had
0: and How do you feel about the vehicles? Because I f- think maybe they, there's an argument that they're a little overpowered, especially yeah, mech.
2: You know, they're, they're they're silly. Like some of the weapons you can find in Worms, and they, they do populate the map too often. You know, if you have we- if you have vehicles on, which you can turn them off, but if you have vehicles yeah, on, there's like four or five, and you're like, do we need four or five? Probably not, but. It's it's again. It's fun to get in a helicopter. Realize you can't control it as well as you think. No matter how many times you get in them, and it kind of just plummet. Yeah, just guys scrolling off to the side or to the you know down to the middle, and the, the mechs are just ridiculously stompy robots, and the the Rocket League cars are just stupid. Like again, like I, I don't think back fondly on Worms WMD and go, oh yeah, the Rocket League cars are great, but you can turn them off. Like, like it's it's highly customizable, and that's probably. The, the most crucial element of a Worms game is that you can totally turn things off if you want to.
1: One of the most interesting things about Worms WMD is that it was just a shot 15 years later and I was back with the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good place so to jump up, back on. Yeah, well, I'd heard quite a lot of positive things and I picked it up on the PS4 and I think one thing that we've maybe seen in the last three or four years is a huge leap back into the couch co-op um, yeah. Or couch versus games, yes. uh, the likes of Nitog and Towerfall and Gang Beasts, etc. And I mm-hmm. think Worms now sits comfortably among those as another thing that you can quickly throw on, especially with um, gaming being so highly digital these days and. and, and the ability to just flick between games quickly with friends kind of puts uh, worms in a really great position and that's the reason why I picked it up was because I wanted something that was um, immediately playable with friends that they are quite familiar with may have played in the past and and know that it has that kind of humor and daftness about it and um, also that little bit of strategy and, and whatnot that we, we spoke about in depth earlier on. So, yeah, it was, I felt like this was the time for me to get back in with the positivity. I think 15 years was a good enough break for me uh, for the yeah. series. And I can't say that it's a, a game that I've absolutely put lots and lots and lots of time into. Um, but it's certainly something that sits there on my console for when friends are around if yeah, they want to absolutely. play something like that.
0: Yeah, nice to know it's there. And I actually, I don't know about you, Carl, but I think the the sort of the, the slight changes they've made to the art style are an improvement on the sort of the, the the look of the worms we've had for the last however many years.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I don't find it, um, I don't find it as appealing as I did with the original pixel style. But I think mm. I've, I'm comfortable with the fact that I won't with any of them now. But I definitely yeah. prefer it from the ones that we saw from the likes of Worms Two uh, mm. and, and such. Now, I, I think it it blends that line between the traditional style and the, the characterised uh, stylings that you can get with it, with the newer art style. I think it definitely yeah. sort of blends that line really well.
0: Yeah. And I think the, the backdrops uh, are, are bright and colourful, nice, nice palette choices and all that sort of thing. And again, going back between WMD and, and battlegrounds, which is a really murky, weird looking thing. It was, uh, it was actually really made me appreciate um, sort of, yeah, good job they've done. And, uh, it's worth saying like I, I waited for this to come to switch because it just seemed to make so much sense because it means that if I go on holiday with friends which is something I do sometimes I've got worms with me which is which is great but um you can buy the Xbox one or uh PS4 versions regularly in sales. I've seen the, the PS4 version recently for like six quid, which is an absolute steal. Um, you play you you pay Switch tax on the on the Switch version. Uh, it's been it started at, I think RRP is uh, twenty quid, but I think it has been slightly cheaper. But it's you know I I would definitely say you get you know there's twenty quid's worth of game in there. But if you can get it, if you only want it on a sit down at home console, uh, look out for it in a in a sale. I preempted my summary here but uh, but I just yeah I'm just really pleased with how they've the direction they've gone with this
2: it's the second Worms game that I've put any effort into the single player stuff as well I do feel like there oh there's tons the of jam- it as well, yeah, there's loads there? of it and I do feel like it's fairly it's, it's decent you know it's worth seeing through if you haven't got anyone to play with
3: just looking in there it's on the Xbox at the moment it's like a bundle pack which is 10 quid which is like oh, Worms great. WMD Battlegrounds Alien Invasion and WMD All-Stars pack so,
0: Have uh, you played WMD at all, Tony?
3: I haven't, and this is actually quite funny. I've you know, been quiet for the last few coming across because although I have you a know, huge amount of love and yeah, respect for the franchise, it's not something I've ever gone and played the later games. Partly because I'm not a purist, because I, whenever I feel the need to play Worms, I just fired up the 360 version of recent. Um, yeah. And actually listening to you, you talk about... yeah how how the um how it's progressed and kind of transformed into a slightly different game i'm not i'm not too sure if that's what i want from worms or whether i just want to have my kind of own you know in my mindset of what worms is but equally you know it, it has to evolve and you know 3d wasn't the way to involve worms as a series but listening to wmd it's making me sit here and go i really need to play wmd <laughs> so yeah i, I think, think you do yeah so i think uh, it will be something i I pick up um but once again it's it's going back to the world isn't it it's it's when a company decides that they're going to release you know a, a yearly franchise or even you know more than that you know, across multiple platforms and just you know just hearing so much and seeing so much come out it kind of you just, you just don't know where to jump on at that point it's like okay well another worms game another one another one um yeah. but yeah wmd totally. sounds like it's it's a good combination of everything feels like a reset
0: and a reboot in some ways yeah. um yeah A couple of more bits of correspondence, Sean S. Thomas says, I had an enormous amount of fun when I bought Worms back on the Amiga. Team 17 had been on on a terrific run of form and this was yet another gem. There was a lot more humour in games back then. Many tried to be funny by roping in comedians or by having witty scripts. I always found Worms to be more hilarious than all of those titles because of its simple ideas. The little sound effects and voices when a worm is in your sights, the wiggling animation of the protagonists, the failed attempts of your mate to ninja rope across the level ending in a little swim and a random sheep bouncing across the level and exploding. But the biggest draw was the simple ability to name your squad after people you know and mercilessly blow them up. School bullies. Boys we know going out with girls we fancied. Rubbish celebrities. Historical figures of hate. Footballers from rival teams. They all got their comeuppance from Uzis, shotguns and occasionally nil judged bungee swing. Usually ending with us meeting an unexpected end too. But the holy grail of all deaths was the dainty poke after someone had failed to reach cover before the timer ran out. Many hours were spent trying to get across levels and building completely impractical bridges just to have the bragging rights of poking a friend off of a precarious ledge. And that's why I sunk hundreds of hours into that original version of Worms, and conversely have never really engaged with subsequent sequels. Cutscenes, flashier graphics and more weapons didn't make the game any better or funnier in my eyes, though the ability to create your own levels was fun in the later version that I recall came on an Amiga format disc. For me, Worms is a rare breed within gaming where they got it pretty much perfect first time and one I'll fondly leave in the past, but I hope subsequent generations are now having fun with it in the same stupid ways I did. Echoing what Tony said earlier there. Final piece of correspondence, I think, other than short form stuff. Worky ticket. We've had some great correspondence and uh, some new names, which is always good. My defining memories of Worms mainly centre around drunken, shamblingly hilarious hot seat sessions with friends at university in the mid 90s. People forget how revolutionary that first game was at the time, but as a guy who had briefly lost touch with gaming after growing up through the Atari and 8-bit eras, Worms stands alongside Wolfenstein 3D and Doom as a moment when I realised that games were finally starting to do the things I'd always wished they would. The free-form, physics-based aiming, the environmental destruction, even the simple ability to name teams to your heart's content, a bit of customization with which past games had flirted but never exploited to the extent that Team17's classic had certain moments burn themselves into your brain as defining milestones in one's cultural history and detonating a sheep under an unwitting mate's nose for the first time has to be one for anyone who's encountered this series over the years however the series lost its grip on me somewhat in a way that's directly proportional to the dwindling amount of people to play with I'm not a fan of the only way to play as multiplayer philosophy towards most games but even I had to admit that solo worms lacked that magic I felt in those booze fueled halls of residence sessions The game's produced several excellent instalments since Armageddon, Open Warfare 2 on the DS and recently WMD being particular standouts, but I guess even I have to admit that sometimes a game needs mates around to really shine to its fullest. But then again, would we really want it to do anything else? The popularity of the game over plus 20 years now has to stand for something. Many have criticised the series as being creatively stagnant, but I'd argue that it's gaming's equivalent to classic rock bands such as ACDC or the Ramones. Sure, every release is more or less the same as the last one, but when what it does is so effective on a transcendently primal level, maybe that's all it ever needed to do. Anyway, unlike rock bands, at least Worms gets prettier the older it gets. Thank you very much, everybody, for your correspondences and also for your three-word reviews. Follow us on Twitter at CanonRinds. Eric Bergman says, "Unrelenting AI
2: grenadiers." Steve Chambers says, "Ninja rope fails."
0: Cornelius Smith, spacebar mastery required.
3: Andrew Brown, breach my girders.
0: Gareth Cutliffe,
3: just you wait. Richard Atwood, always
1: misjudging trajectories.
0: Bearfish pie says anthropomorphized annelid aggression.
3: Horse morsel. Incoming! Take cover!
0: Nice job. Okay, uh, let's summarize uh, our affection or lack thereof for worms. I think we've got some. Uh, and would we recommend an entry to people thinking of checking it out now? Carl?
1: The strange thing is, it probably comes off quite negative, uh, my opinions throughout the show, and it shouldn't be that way. There's been missteps and and changes that I don't necessarily appreciate or haven't been to my tastes, but Worms is something that I absolutely adored when it first came out and the very core principles of that game are the things that I've enjoyed the most. I just felt like it wore quite thin. However, with Mm. Worms WMD you get what was generally great about the first one and sure there are things that are necessarily aren't necessarily great or things that i don't appreciate such as the vehicles um but as darren's already said you can kind of take those out um and you get a more pure worms experience and i think that something like that and going back to the old school on couch versus gameplay that that is so much fun and is sort of really popular again right now. Worms stands against pretty much anything in terms of uh, that fun, laugh-out-loud experience with friends. So absolutely, if you can grab a copy of Worms WMD, then that's probably the best place to jump in. Or if you've taken a long break from the franchise like I did, then definitely that might be the one to come back to.
0: Thank you, Carl. Yes, I really want to echo that. Uh, As with all of us, I think to an extent... Uh, my my relationship with the series has been patchy, including an extremely long gap at the start. But ever since I bought that Xbox Live Arcade game in 2007, so that's over a decade now, uh, Worms has been a pretty much a staple of my local multiplayer action. It's provided uh, much fun, many laughs and lots of uh, moments as have been so you know brilliantly recreated and uh, recollected by our correspondents. So I won't go through that again, but suffice to say... Um, it is just for me, just the perfect end of night game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like I don't drink anymore, but it definitely, uh, it can be aided by, by a few bevies as well. Um, and yes, I do recommend, as I say, you may well have, I imagine a lot of you will have access to battlegrounds on Xbox one or PS four. Uh, but I would recommend, shelling shelling out whatever you need to do uh 6 pound or 20 quid on switch to get Worms WMD and uh, play it with some friends p- preferably locally but online does you know does do the trick to to an extent as well everyone's used to uh online gaming these days um if you if you play on switch you'll probably also want to have uh, Skype or Discord open on your phone as well so you can <laughs> so you can chat to each other cuz hey nintendo and that but yes uh Lots of affection for Worms, um, which I didn't think would be the case when it first started, because I was a yeah, it was it was a late, a late love affair for me. But um, but there it is.
3: It's weird because I, I haven't had the experiences with the later games, um, and I guess that's through my own choice. Uh, you know, it, um, Worms to me is a game that I grew up with my childhood, um, and that's not to say it can't succeed in a modern form. But I have kind of followed it all the way through. Um, into you know into the 3d realm and then kind of back out again and then just kind of left it to one side and watch it kind of blossom into its own thing for other people for many many years without really going back into the world but you know i i adored the original version um the xbox version is a well, the Xbox 360 version is a good version to jump onto if you want to kind of just see what the original games were about without having to to emulate it or go down that, any of those routes. And it's still available. We're just having a look, it's three pound thirty nine on the Xbox 360 store. So, you know, cheapest chips to to go in there. Yeah, get like, the second one but, um, though, more than the first one. Yeah, so, so for me, it's a, it's a game laced with memories. Um, as you know, the start of the show would, would have shown, I will ch- check out WMD. It sounds like a. It may actually be the game I want. Pr- probably wanted Worms all my life to be. Um I just haven't actually jumped into it, so uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be picking up on the sale and and jumping in and, and enjoying the party. And actually, yeah, yeah, go forward and have some multiplayer games in that as well. So hopefully, reestablish. We should my have done life. it before. Yeah, yeah but I uh, yeah been busy. Mm. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, we're all busy. I know, but um, yeah. So I that is definitely a recommendation. It's just it's it's weird talking about a series that's had seventeen plus, yeah, you know, incarnations of, of very hmm. uh, okay, I oh. a very similar <laughs> form factor. 25 A very similar form factor across many of those. Yeah. and they're just you know variations of a, you know, a a wonderful basic concept.
0: I think you can still buy the uh, the really old ones on Steam. Darren was saying, <laughs> is that right? Yeah,
3: yeah. There is a ridiculous pack that's like. 300 pounds (laughs) it's like everything all of the worms
0: all of the worms thanks tony how about you darren
2: yeah uh, i think uh, my current opinion on the Worms series is a very positive one and that's largely down to wmd you know giving me that reason to it's um it is kind of the worms game that i wanted after all these years of 3dness and 3d ones on a 2d plane and you know gimmick it's kind of just stripped it back to what I kind of wanted it to be but also giving it a fresh, you know, like a fresh take on the series as well. Yeah, uh, WMD is probably where I would recommend people if they were to jump back in, you know, play this one. It's re- it's really good and if you haven't played it before then I can't really see any of the older games being a better experience, which is such a ringing endorsement for a game. You know, there's not many people, I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it. So I'm really glad that we've had the opportunity to um, sing its praises some more because it kind of it felt like it just kind of came and went, which is probably understandable for a series that has, you know, 20, 25 plus entries into the series. People are just kind of like, all right, there's another Worms game out. But yeah. WMD really yeah. is good. And, um, you know, the series has had peaks and troughs, and I'm um, currently enjoying the peak.
0: Good stuff. It's also worth saying, I think. Yeah, looking on Steam right now, uh, like Worms Armageddon is eleven quid. So the, these games have not, uh, you know, plummeted in value. But uh, quite a few people wanted to point out that uh, there is still a, a pretty healthy online scene for. PC games, um, so you know there is there is a serious worming scene there. I think particularly based around Armageddon, which uh, people keep the servers running and and uh, you know make levels for and all that good stuff. So yeah, st- certainly a series that's uh, despite being over two decades old still has a future. I think. All right, so. It just remains for me, Leon, to thank Darren Carr and Tony, as well as all our correspondents, Editor Jay and all of you for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and appreciate the effort we put into all that we produce, please subscribe, rate, review, or best of all, donate a dollar patreon.com slash Get every new show a week early and our exclusive monthly minicast. Next time, in issue 318, The Stanley Parable.